Section 47 of London Labour and the London Poor, Volume 2, by Henry Mayhew. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Gillian Hendry. Of the Cleansing of the Streets by Pauper Labour. Under the head of the several modes and characteristics of street cleansing, I stated at page 207 of the present volume that there were no less than four distinct kinds of labourers employed in the scavenging of the public thoroughfares of the metropolis. These were, one, the self-supporting manual labourers, two, the self-supporting machine labourers, three, the pauper labourers, four, the philanthropic labourers. I have already set forth the distinguishing features of the first two of these different orders of workmen in connection with the scavenging trade, and now proceed in due order to treat of the characteristics of the third. The subject of pauper labour generally is one of the most difficult topics that the social philosopher can deal with. It is not possible, however, to do more here than draw attention to the salient points of the question. The more comprehensive consideration of the matter must be reserved till such time as I come to treat of the poor specially, under the head of those that cannot work. By the 43 Elizabeth, which is generally regarded as the basis of the existing poor laws in this country, it was ordained that in every parish a fund should be raised by local taxation, not merely for the relief of the aged and infirm, but for setting to work all persons having no means to maintain themselves, and using no ordinary or daily trade of life to get their living by. It was, however, soon discovered that it was one thing to pass an act for setting able-bodied paupers to work, and another thing to do so. In every place, as Mr. Thornton truly says in his excellent treatise on overpopulation, there is only a certain amount of work to be done, limited by the extent of the market, and only a certain amount of capital to pay for it. And if the number of workmen be more than proportionate to the work, employment can only be given to those who want it by taking from those who have. Let me illustrate this by the circumstances of the scavenging trade. There are 1,760 miles of streets throughout London, and these would seem to require about 600 scavengers to cleanse them. It is self-evident, therefore, that if 400 paupers be set to sweep particular districts, the same number of self-supporting labourers must be deprived of employment, and if these cannot obtain work elsewhere, they of course must become paupers too, and, seeking relief, be put upon the same kind of work as they were originally deprived of, and that only to displace and pauperise in their turn a similar number of independent operatives. The work of a country, then, being limited by the capital and market for the produce, there can be but two modes of setting paupers to labour. One, by throwing the self-supporting operatives out of employment altogether and substituting pauper labourers in their stead. Two, by giving a portion of the work to the paupers and so decreasing the employment and consequently the wages of the regular operatives. In either case, however, the independent labourers must be reduced to a state of comparative or positive dependence, for it is impossible to make labourers of the paupers of an overpopulated country without making paupers of the labourers. Some economists argue that, as paupers are consumers, 
they should, wherever they are able to work, be made producers also, or otherwise they exhaust the national wealth, to which they do not contribute. This might be a sound axiom were there work sufficient for all, but in an overpopulated country there is not work enough, as is proven by the mere fact of the overpopulation, and the able-bodied paupers are paupers simply because they cannot obtain work, so that to employ those who are out of work is to throw out those who are in work, and thus to pauperise the self-supporting. The whole matter seems to hinge upon this one question. Who are to maintain the paupers, the rate-paying traders or the non-rate-paying workmen? If the paupers be set to work in a country like Great Britain, they must necessarily be brought into competition with the self-supporting workmen, and so be made to share the wage fund with them, decreasing the price of labour in proportion to the extra number of such pauper labourers among whom the capital of the trade has to be shared. Hence the burden of maintaining the paupers will be virtually shifted from the capitalist to the labourer, the poor rate being thus really paid out of the wages of the operatives, instead of the profits of the traders, as it should be. And here lies the great wrong of pauper labour. It saddles the poor with the maintenance of their poorer brethren, while the rich not only contribute nothing to their support, but are made still richer by the increased cheapness resulting from the depreciation of labour and their consequent ability to obtain a greater quantity of commodities for the same amount of money. In illustration of this argument, let us say the wages of 600 independent scavengers amount at 15 shillings a week each, the year through, to £23,400 per annum, and let us say, moreover, that the keep of 400 paupers amounts at 5 shillings a week each to altogether £5,200. Hence the total annual expense to the several metropolitan parishes for cleansing the streets and maintaining 400 paupers would be £23,400 plus £5,200 equals £28,600. If, however, the 400 paupers be set to scavenging work and made to do something for their keep, one of two things must follow. One, either the 400 extra hands will receive their share of the £23,400 devoted to the payment of the operative scavengers, in which case the wages of each of the regular hands will be reduced from 15 shillings to 9 shillings a week. Hence the maintenance of the paupers will be saddled upon the 600 independent operatives who will lose no less than £9,360 per annum, while the ratepayers will be saved the maintenance of the 400 paupers and so gain £5,200 per annum by the change. 2. Or else 400 of the self-supporting operatives must be thrown out of work, in which case the displaced labourers will lose no less than £15,600, while the ratepayers will gain upwards of £5,000. The reader is now, I believe, in a position to comprehend the wrong done to the self-supporting scavengers by the employment of pauper labour in the cleansing of the streets. The preparation of the material of the roads of a parish seems, as far as the metropolis is concerned, at one time to have supplied the chief test to which parishes have resorted as regards the willingness to labour on the part of the able-bodied applicants for relief. 
when the casual wards of the workhouses were open for the reception of all vagrants who sought a night's shelter, each tramper was required to break so many stones in the morning before receiving a certain allowance of bread, soup or what not for his breakfast, and he then might be received again into the shelter of this casual asylum. In some parishes the wards were open without the test of stone-breaking, and there was a crowded resort to them, especially during the prevalence of the famine in Ireland and the immigration of the Irish peasants to England. The favourite resort of the vagrants was Marylebone Workhouse, and Irish immigrants very frequently presented slips of paper on which some tramper whom they had met with on their way had written Marylebone Workhouse as the best place at which they could apply, and these the simple Irish offered as passports for admission. Gradually the asylum of these wards, with or without labour tests, was discontinued, and in one where the labour test used to be strongly insisted upon in St Pancras, a school for pauper children has been erected on the site of the stone yard. This labour test was unequal when applied to all comers, for what was easy work to an agricultural labourer, a railway excavator, a quarryman, or to anyone used to wield a hammer, was painful and blistering to a starving tailor. Nor was the test enforced by the overseers or regarded by the paupers as a proof of willingness to work, but simply as a punishment for poverty, and as a means of deterring the needy from applying for relief. To make labour a punishment, however, is not to destroy, but really to confirm idle habits. It is to give a deeper root to the vagrant's settled aversion to work. Well, I always thought it was unpleasant, the vagabond will say to himself, that working for one's bread, and now I'm convinced of it. Again, in many of the workhouses, the labour to which the paupers were set was of a manifestly unremunerative character, being work for mere work's sake. And to apply people to unproductive labour is to destroy all the ordinary motives to toil, to take away the only stimulus to industry, and remove the very will to work, which the labour test was supposed to discover. Note, Mr. Sidney Herbert informed me that when he was connected with the ordnance department, the severest punishment they could discover for idleness was the piling and unpiling of cannon shot. But surely this was the consummation of official folly, for idleness being simply an aversion to work, it is almost self-evident that it is impossible to remove this aversion by making labour inordinately irksome and repulsive. Until we understand the means by which work is made pleasant, and can discover other modes of employing our paupers and criminals, all our workhouse and prison discipline is idle tyranny. End note. The labour test then, or setting the poor to work as a proof of their willingness to labour, appears to be as foolish as it is vicious. The objections to it being, 1. The inequality of the test applied to different kinds of work people. 2. The tendency of it to confirm, rather than weaken, idle habits, by making labour inordinately repulsive. 3. The removal of the ordinary stimulus to industry by the unproductiveness of the work to which the poor are generally applied. And now, having dealt with the subject of parish labour as a test of the willingness to work on the part of the applicants for relief, I will proceed to deal with that portion of the work itself which is connected with the cleansing of the streets. 
and first as to the employment of paupers at all in the streets. If pauperism be a disgrace, then it is unjust to turn a man into the public thoroughfares wearing the badge of beggary, to be pointed at and scorned for his poverty, especially when we are growing so particularly studious of our criminals that we make them wear masks to prevent even their faces being seen. Note, this is done at the model prison Pentonville. End note. Nor is it consistent with the principles of an enlightened national morality that we should force a body of honest men to labour upon the highways, branded with a degrading garb like convicts. Neither is it wise to do so, for the shame of poverty soon becomes deadened by the repeated exposure to public scorn, and thus the occasional recipient of parish relief is ultimately converted into the hardened and habitual pauper. Once a pauper, always a pauper, I was assured, was the parish rule. And here lies the rationale of the fact. Not long ago this system of employing badged paupers to labour in the public thoroughfares was carried to a much more offensive extent than it is even at present. At one time the pauper labourers of a certain parish had the attention of every passer-by attracted to them while at work, for on the back of each man's garb, a sort of smock-frock, was marked with sufficient prominence, Clerkenwell, stop it! This public intimation that the labourers were not only paupers, but regarded as thieves, and expected to purloin the parish dress they wore, attracted public attention, and was severely commented upon at a meeting. The stop it, therefore, was cancelled, and the frocks are now merely lettered Clerkenwell. Before the alteration, the men very generally wore the garment inside out. The present dress of the parish scavengers is usually a loose smock-frock, costing one shilling sixpence to two shillings, and a glazed hat of about the same price. In some cases, however, the men may wear these things or not at their option. The pauper scavengers employed by the several metropolitan parishes may be divided into three classes. One, the indoor paupers, who receive no wages whatever, their lodging, food and clothing being considered to be sufficient remuneration for their labour. Two, the outdoor paupers, who are paid partly in money and partly in kind, and employed in some cases three days and in others six days in the week. These may be subdivided into a the single men, who receive, or rather used to receive, ninepence and a quartern loaf for each of the three or more days they were so employed. b. The married men with families, who receive seven shillings and three quartern loaves a week, to one shilling a penny halfpenny and one quartern loaf for each day's labour. 3. The unemployed labourers of the district, who are set to scavenging work by the parish and paid a regular money wage, the employment being constant and the rate of remuneration ranging from one shilling threepence to two shillings sixpence a day for each of the six days, or from seven shillings sixpence to fifteen shillings a week. In pages 246 and 247, I give a table of the wages paid by each of the metropolitan parishes. This has been collected at great trouble in order to arrive at the truth on this most important matter, and for which purpose the several parishes have been personally visited. It will be seen on reference to this document that there is only one parish at present that employs its indoor paupers in the scavenging of the public streets, and three parishes employing 48 outdoor paupers who are paid partly in money and partly in bread. 
the money remuneration ranging from one shilling a penny halfpenny a day paid by Clerkenwell to seven shillings a week paid by Chelsea, and moreover thirty-one parishes employing four hundred and eight applicants for relief, paupers they cannot be called, and paying them wholly in money, the remuneration ranging from fifteen shillings per week to seven shillings sixpence paid by the liberty of the rolls, and the employment from six to three days weekly. As a general rule, it was found that the greatest complaints were made by the authorities as to the idleness of the poor, and by the poor as to the tyranny of the authorities, in those parishes where the remuneration was the least. In St. Luke's Chelsea, for instance, where the remuneration is but seven shillings a week and three loaves, the criminations and recriminations by the parish functionaries and the paupers were almost equally harsh and bitter. I should, however, observe that the men employed in this parish spoke in terms of great commendation of Mr. Pattison, the surveyor, saying he always gave them to understand that they were free labourers and invariably treated them as such. The men at work for Bermondsey Parish also spoke very highly of their superintendent, who it seems has interested himself to obtain for them a foul-weather coat. Some of the highway boards or trusts take all the pauper labourers sent them by the parish, while others give employment only to such as please them. These boards generally pay good wages and are in favour with the men. Table showing the number of men employed by the metropolitan parishes and highway boards in scavenging, as well as the number of hours per day and number of days per week, together with the amount of wages accruing to each, and the total annual wages of the whole. Note, the number of men here given as employed by the parishes in the scavenging of the streets will be found to differ from that of the table at page 213, but the present table includes all the parish men employed throughout London, whereas the other referred to only a portion of the localities there mentioned. End note. Reader's note, this table appears on pages 246 and 247 of volume 2. End reader's note. Paid in money. Greenwich. Number of married men employed by parishes daily in scavenging the streets. 7. Number of single men employed by parishes daily in scavenging the streets. 1. Number of superintendents employed by parishes. 1. Number of foremen or gangers employed by parishes. 1. Daily or weekly wages of the married parish men. 15 shillings. Daily or weekly wages of the single parish men. 15 shillings. Weekly wages of the superintendents employed by parishes, 30 shillings and a house to live in. Weekly wages of foremen or gangers employed by parishes, 18 shillings. Number of hours per day each parish man is employed to sweep the streets, 10. Number of days in the week each parish man is employed in sweeping the streets, 6. Total annual wages of the whole, including the estimated value of food and clothes, four hundred and fifty six pounds sixteen shillings walworth and newington married men twelve single eight superintendents zero foremen or gangers three daily or weekly wages married fifteen shillings single fourteen shillings foremen or gangers eighteen shillings number of hours per day twelve number of days in the week six Total annual wages, £899.12. Lambeth. 
Married men, 30. Single men, 0. Superintendents, 1. Foremen or gangers, 5. Daily or weekly wages, married, 15 shillings. Superintendents, 20 shillings. Foremen or gangers, 18 shillings. Number of hours per day, 10. Number of days in the week, 6. Total annual wages, £1,456. Poplar, married men, 20. Single men, 0. Superintendents, 0. Foremen or gangers, 4. Daily or weekly wages, married, 15 shillings. Foremen or gangers, 18 shillings. Number of hours per day, 10. Number of days in the week, 6. Total annual wages, £967, 4 shillings. St Anne's Soho. Married men, 4. Single men, 1. Superintendents, 0. Foremen or gangers, 0. Daily or weekly wages, married men, 15 shillings. Single, 15 shillings. Number of hours per day, 12. Number of days in the week, 6. Total annual wages, £195. Rotherith. Married men, 4. Single men, 0. Superintendents, 0. Foremen or gangers, 1. Daily or weekly wages, married, 14 shillings. Foremen or gangers, 16 shillings. Number of hours per day, 10. Number of days in the week, 6. Total annual wages, £187, 4 shillings. Wandsworth. Married men, 6. Single men, 0. Superintendents, 0. Foremen or gangers, 1. Daily or weekly wages, married, 12 shillings. Foremen or gangers, 18 shillings. Number of hours per day, 10. Number of days in the week, 6. Total annual wages, £234. Hackney. Married men, 12. Single men, 4. Superintendents, 0. Foremen or gangers, 4. Daily or weekly wages, married, 12 shillings. Single, 10 shillings. Foreman or gangers, 18 shillings. Number of hours per day, 10. Number of days in the week, 6. Total annual wages, £665, 12 shillings. St Mary's Paddington. Married men, 8. Single men, 5. Superintendents, 1. Foreman or gangers, 2. Daily or weekly wages, married, 12 shillings. Single, 10 shillings. Superintendents, 20 shillings. Foreman or gangers, 15 shillings. Number of hours per day, 12. Number of days in the week, 6. Total annual wages, £509, 12 shillings. St Giles and St George's, Bloomsbury. Married men, 20. Single men, 4. Superintendents, 0. Foreman or gangers, 4. Daily or weekly wages, married, 12 shillings. Single, 12 shillings. Foreman or gangers, 18 shillings. Number of hours per day, 12. Number of days in the week, 6. Total annual wages, £936. St Pancras, South West Division. Married men, 10. Single men, 0. Superintendents, 2. Foreman or gangers, 0. Daily or weekly wages, married, 12 shillings. Foreman or gangers, 18 shillings. Number of hours per day, 12. Number of days in the week, 6. Total annual wages, £93, 12 shillings. St Clement Danes. Married men, 6. Single men, 2. Superintendents, 0. Foreman or gangers, 1. Daily or weekly wages, married, 11 shillings. Single, 11 shillings. 
Foreman or gangers, 15 shillings. Number of hours per day, 10. Number of days in the week, 6. Total annual wages, £267.16. St Paul's Covent Garden. Married men, 2. Single men, 5. Superintendents, 0. Foreman or gangers, 1. Daily or weekly wages, married, 11 shillings. Single, 11 shillings. Foreman or gangers, 13 shillings. Number of hours per day, 12. Number of days in the week, 6. Total annual wages, £234. St James's, Westminster. Married men, 6. Single men, 0. Superintendents, 0. Foreman or gangers, 1. Daily or weekly wages, married, 10 shillings. Foreman or ganger, 12 shillings. Number of hours per day, 10. Number of days in the week, 6. Total annual wages, £187, 4 shillings. Second entry for St James's Westminster. Married men, 6. Single men, 0. Superintendents, 0. Foreman or gangers, 1. Daily or weekly wages, married, 10 shillings. Foreman or gangers, 12 shillings. Number of hours per day, 10. Number of days in the week, 6. Total annual wages, £187, 4 shillings. Third entry for St James's Westminster. Married men, 6. Single men, 0. Superintendents, 0. Foreman or gangers, 1. Daily or weekly wages, married, 9 shillings. Foreman or gangers, 12 shillings. Number of hours per day, 10. Number of days in the week, 6. Total annual wages, £166, 12 shillings. St Andrews, Hoburn. Married men, 10. Single men, 0. Superintendents, 1. Foreman or gangers, 1. Daily or weekly wages, married, 9 shillings. Superintendents, 15 shillings. Foreman or gangers, 12 shillings. Number of hours per day, 10. Number of days in the week, 6. Total annual wages, £304, 4 shillings. Marlebone. Married men, 80. Single men, 15. Superintendents, 1. Foreman or gangers, 10. Daily or weekly wages, married, 9 shillings. Single, 9 shillings. Superintendents, 18 shillings. Foreman or gangers, 16 shillings. Number of hours per day, 10. Number of days in the week, 6. Total annual wages, £2,685, 16 shillings. St George's Hanover Square. Married men, 30. Single men, 6. Superintendents, 1. Foreman or gangers, 4. Daily or weekly wages, married, 9 shillings a week. Single, 9 shillings a week. Superintendents, 20 shillings. Foreman or gangers, 16 shillings. Number of hours per day, 10. Number of days in the week, 6. Total annual wages, £1,060, 16 shillings. Liberty of the Rolls. Married men, 1. Single men, 0. Superintendents, 0. Foreman or gangers, 0. Daily or weekly wages, married, 7 shillings, 6 pence. Number of hours per day, 10. Number of days in the week, 6. Total annual wages, £19, 10 shillings. Bermondsey. Married men, 13. Single men, 1. Superintendents, 1. Foreman or gangers, 0. Daily or weekly wages, married, 1 shilling 4 pence per day. Single, 1 shilling 4 pence per day. Superintendents, 28 shillings and clothing. Number of hours per day, 10. Number of days in the week, 5. 
Total annual wages, £321, 3 shillings and fourpence. Paid in money by highway boards. St. James's Clerkenwell, 1st Division. Married men, 5. Single men, 0. Superintendents, 0. Foreman or gangers, 0. Daily or weekly wages, married, 15 shillings. Number of hours per day, 10. Number of days in the week, 6. Total annual wages, £195. Islington. Married men, 7. Single men, 1. Superintendents, 0. Foreman or gangers, 1. Daily or weekly wages, married, 15 shillings. Single, 15 shillings. Foreman or gangers, 18 shillings. Number of hours per day, 10. Number of days in the week, 6. Total annual wages, £405. Commercial Road East. Married men, 4. Single men, 1. Superintendents, 1. Foreman or gangers, 0. Daily or weekly wages, married, 15 shillings. Single, 15 shillings. Superintendents, £100 a year. Number of hours per day, 12. Number of days in the week, 6. Total annual wages, £295. Hampstead. Married men, 4. Single men, 0. Superintendents, 0. Foreman or gangers, 1. Daily or weekly wages, married men, 15 shillings. Foreman or gangers, 18 shillings. Number of hours per day, 10. Number of days in the week, 6. Total annual wages, £202, 10 shillings. Highgate. Married men, 3. Single men, 2. Superintendents, 0. Foreman or gangers, 1. Daily or weekly wages, married men, 14 shillings. Single men, 14 shillings. Foreman or ganger, 18 shillings. Number of hours per day, 10. Number of days in the week, 6. Total annual wages, £228, 16 shillings. Kensington. Married men, 6. Single men, 1. Superintendents, 0. Foreman or gangers, 1. Daily or weekly wages, married, 12 shillings. Single, 12 shillings. Foreman or gangers, 18 shillings. Number of hours per day, 12. Number of days in the week, 6. Total annual wages, £265, 4 shillings. Lewisham. Married men, 4. Single men, 0. Superintendents, 0. Foreman or gangers, 1. Daily or weekly wages, married, 12 shillings. Foreman or gangers, 18 shillings. Number of hours per day, 10. Number of days in the week, 6. Total annual wages, £171, 12 shillings. Camberwell. Married men, 10. Single men, 0. Superintendents, 0. Foreman or gangers, 1. Daily or weekly wages, married, 12 shillings. Foreman or gangers, 18 shillings. Number of hours per day, 12. Number of days in the week, 6. Total annual wages, £358, 16 shillings. Christchurch, Lambeth. Married men, 6. Single, 0. Superintendents, 0. Foreman or gangers, 1. Daily or weekly wages, married, 12 shillings. Foreman or gangers, 15 shillings. Number of hours per day, 10. Number of days in the week, 6. Total annual wages, £226, 4 shillings. Woolwich. Married men, 5. Single men, 0. Superintendents, 0. Foreman or gangers, 1. Daily or weekly wages, married, 12 shillings. Foreman or gangers, 18 shillings. Number of hours per day, 10. Number of days in the week, 6. Total annual wages, £202, 16 shillings. Detford. 
Married men, four. Single, zero. Superintendents, zero. Foremen or gangers, one. Daily or weekly wages, married, nine shillings. Foremen or gangers, 18 shillings. Number of hours per day, 10. Number of days in the week, three. Total annual wages, 140 pounds, eight shillings. Paid partly in kind. St. Luke's, Chelsea. Married men, 27. Single men, nine. Superintendents, zero. Foremen or gangers, three. Daily or weekly wages, married, seven shillings and on an average three loaves each at fourpence a loaf. Single, seven shillings. Foreman or gangers, fourteen shillings. Number of hours per day, ten. Number of days in the week, six. Total annual wages, eight hundred and thirty-four pounds, twelve shillings. Hanstown, Chelsea. Married men, six. Single men, zero. Superintendents, zero. Foreman or gangers, one. Daily or weekly wages, married, seven shillings and average three loaves per head. Foreman or gangers, 14 shillings. Number of hours per day, 10. Number of days in the week, six. Total annual wages, £161, four shillings. St. James's Clerkenwell. Married men, six. Single, zero. Superintendents, zero. Foreman or gangers, zero. Daily or weekly wages, married, one shilling, one pence halfpenny a day, and one quarter loaf. Number of hours per day, ten. Number of days in the week, three. Total annual wages, seventy pounds, four shillings. Paid wholly in kind. St Pancras Highways, married men, ten. Single, zero. Superintendents, one. Foreman or gangers, zero. Daily or weekly wages, married, Estimated expense of food, 2 shillings, 4 pence weekly. Superintendents, 21 shillings and food. Number of hours per day, 8. Number of days in the week, 4. Total annual wages, £128, 5 shillings, 4 pence. Total number of married men employed, 400. Total number of single men employed, 66. Total number of superintendents employed, 8. Total number of foremen or gangers employed, 62. Total annual wages, £15,919, 8 shillings and 8 pence. End of section 47.